Blog Talk Radio. just pray that everyone is doing well. We are going to get started in just about a minute. Um, I have a great, great, great guest joining me on today, and I want you to stick around so you can, um, you know, just check her out. Don't miss anything. So today, uh, we want to first open up with a prayer like we always do. Um, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We thank you for each and every person that is on the line now or will come back and catch the replay, whatever the situation is, God. We thank you for Ms. G's Ladies Lounge. We thank you for our guest today. I pray, God, that you will bless every listener, that you will bless everyone that has joined in to listen to us on today, and that they will uh, be able to get something out of this show where they can feel like they are moving forward in their journey. And, Father, we pray that each and every person is blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray for our guests in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I want to tell you today I have a wonderful, wonderful young lady. Her name is Pam Mine, and she is um, the founder of the J.P. Jumpers Foundation. Um, she's going to tell us what more of that means later, but the name originated as an autism walk team that she started in 2007 in honor of her son, J.P., um, seven months after he was diagnosed with autism. And so she is not only the founder and president of J.P. Jumpers, she is also um, a special needs advocate. She has um, done so many wonderful things on behalf of the special needs community. Uh, she um, has led the legislation of a new law called JP's Law, which is um, the Virginia law that became effective in July 1st, 2014. She's going to tell us more about that. But um, she's been working very hard to make sure that the special needs community has a voice, and she has been that voice standing out for them. So today, I'm just so glad to have her on the show with me. She's also a speaker. She's an author of a great book called God Chose Me. She is just an advocate, um, not just for special needs. I believe that she's such an advocate. She's an advocate for pretty much anybody who needs assistance in this day and time. So let's 
bring on Pam Mines. Are you there, my sister? I am, I am. What, what a wonderful introduction. I like that lady. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I like Listen, I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Um, it is a pleasure just to um, hear your voice and just to speak to you on this um, type of platform. So before I get started, I, you know what, I usually write out questions and I usually send people questions just so they can get a feel of the interview. And um, so Pam said, no, let's just, you know, I just want to move forward. So the funny thing was, even if she didn't, I said I was going to write questions for myself. I've been so busy, I didn't even get to write the questions. Yet. So we're going to have a conversation today. We're both going to be in the same. See, look at God. Okay. Look at God. I know. I know. And I love that. It's nothing wrong with that. I love that. So let's just talk. So let's Indeed. listen. Let me just get you to introduce yourself to everybody. Tell us whatever it is that you want to tell us. I'm going to turn Kirk down because he, he's excited about who he is. But I'm going to turn him down. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, um, again, as as Gwen said, and I do thank you so much for having me on your show, having me um, to use this platform, and for that wonderful introduction, I am Pam Mines. I'm a a wife, a mother, a sister, an aunt, a cousin, and, you know, I'm some of everybody. I'm an advocate, and I'm class clown 1993. I'm going to make sure everybody know that, class clown 1993. Um, But I'm I'm doing a – truly believe that God chose me to be, you know, a voice for the special needs community, not the voice. And so um, I try to do all I can to raise awareness for this unseen community. A lot of times it's, it's kind of forgotten because um, if you're not affected by it directly, then you, you, don't, you don't know our world or you don't understand our world. So, you know, I, I, I emphasize the fact that I was class clown 1993 because I kind of have a jovial approach to a very serious uh, topic and I do that to make the listener a little bit more comfortable. Those who are affected right. by special needs, we already know what we go through. So my goal is to mm-hmm. bring in that person who is not affected and know, do I want sympathy or empathy? No, I want understanding. My goal is to make sure right. that this community is always respected, considered, and remembered. So that's what Pan Minds is all about. I'm, I'm all about um, autism. Like you said, advocacy for all people. We feed the homeless and we try to go out there and get people um, registered to vote. And anything we can do for those who are in need is, is what we do. But our, our core focus is um, to make sure we are a voice for the special needs community. Well, that's a, um, great, that's a great stance to have in life in this day and time. You know, so many um, of our families are affected uh, by special needs. Um, you know, as a nurse, I've worked um, in a lot of home health. I've been, you know, home health nurse for a lot of uh, people with special needs. And so it's good to know that there's someone out there who is actually looking out for um, these very important people in our lives. Um, and I, I do want to talk about um, from that I guess you, you, you wrote a book. Let's go to the author side for a minute before we go back to the advocacy and all that. From that, you wrote a book. So the name of the book is God Chose Me. Um, and so you have to be a pretty special person <laughs> to, first of all, be able to parent a child like, you know, that, that has any special needs. Because a lot of parents are not, they probably were, Um, capable, but they didn't want to handle the responsibility. They gave their kids over and all kinds of stuff. I've seen a lot of things, as I said, in the nursing field. 
So tell us about mm-hmm. your book, God Shows Me, and how you're helping people to understand how to actually um, fit into the mold of where they are with special needs children. Well, um, honestly, God Shows Me came to me one day. My husband and I were in bed watching TV, and we were just talking, and I just said, you know, if everyone else had the approach that my husband and I had will have, which is that God chose me, it might be a little bit easier to um, accept the diagnosis that your child may have mm-hmm. um, special needs. And so I just kind of started sitting there writing the book and then looked through the Bible and I, I, I found my favorite scripture, which is Matthew twenty two fourteen that says, for many are called, mm-hmm. but few are chosen. And so yeah. it, it, it made me understand even more why God chose me for this, why God chose my husband, why God chose JP's sisters and his family members and his teachers and his nurses and his doctors mm. and therapists and everyone who's in his life was truly chosen. And um, not only, especially those teachers who choose to be in this field, because this is not an easy field to be in. And right, so I figured right. that if I could write a book that would empower these families once they found out that their child had died, um, this diagnosis, that it would make things a little bit easier. And, and let them understand that not only did God choose you to be in this child or this adult's life, because we all know that special needs don't stop because you turn 18, get gray hair, wrinkles. Right, so right. while you're with this, this person for the rest of their life, you know, God didn't choose you for that, but God chose the person who has the special needs. You know, if you think mm-hmm. about, you know, like you say, in your nursing field and the individuals that you work with, you think about all the individuals who have special needs and, and, and are out here functioning that way in this world. How many of them are really sitting around saying, woe is me, I have special needs? Mm-hmm. No. I hardly, mm-hmm. I, I've seen it once or twice in my advocacy life, and Generally, the person who has special needs, number one, may not even know they have special needs, so they're 100% accepting of themselves. Or two, they're just 100% (laughs) happy in what they are in. It's the people who have to take care of them who are Mm -hmm. dealing with the burden of what may come from having a loved one with special needs. But that person that was chosen to have special needs was chosen because they have the determination to handle it. So not only was the Mm. people who take care of this loved one not only were they chosen, but the person who has it was chosen. I don't want anybody, when I wrote the book, I didn't want anybody to think that having a child with special needs is an accident, a punishment, or a curse. It is truly, mm-hmm. it is truly a gift from God, and it needs to be, this, this assignment needs to be taken seriously. So that's right. what God chose me. It's, it's, it's my way of life. It's not just a book. Um, it, it's my true way of life. I do know that God chose me, again, to be the voice, not a voice. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not able, I'm, God chose me to be a voice, not the voice of the special needs community. Mm-hmm. I don't speak for all people with special needs. I speak for some people with special needs because some people don't agree with what I say. So um, right. that's what right. God chose me was all about. God chose me to have a child in my life, and I'm inspired by him every day. Okay, that's just um I'm looking at the um, book cover even now, and it's bright and colorful, and so it's an interactive <laughs> book. Is that correct? So yes. you can not just read it yourself, but you can read it with your child. Exactly. That, and or in your, the book, or your, there's, yeah, yeah. For mm-hmm. any, anybody, the book because has, it's not, yeah, because it's not just children that have special needs. Indeed. But it's for, um, it's for, it's, the book is interactive in the sense that my daughter was, uh, I think she was 
five or six years old when she drew the pictures in that book for him. And you, it's a sleeve over top of each picture. So when it says, God chose mm. me to be your mother or father because I'm a warrior for you and I can give you whatever it is you need, you put a picture of mm-hmm. the child with their mom and dad in that, in that spot. Mm. And if it says, God chose oh. me to be your sister or brother or your aunt or what have you, if they don't have a sister or brother, the picture that my that daughter drew is is sufficient to stand alone because it's stick figures. The people are blue and brown, purple, pink. So it's no race <laughs> in this book, you know. Um, so the, right. if you don't have a, a person, a, a sister or brother, you can pretend who your sister or brother is. This is also good for family reunions. When it's time to go out and visit people that they may not have seen for a while, then you put in, when it says, God chose me to be your aunt, you put in a picture of that aunt. God chose me to be your uncle. Mm. When the family grows, people get married, and this is your new uncle. Then at the very end of it, it says, <laughs> God chose me to have special needs. And so you put a picture of yourself so that the child not only, or the, um, the individual not only sees everyone in their family, everybody in their life, because I put the doctor in there, the godparent, the therapist, mm. the teacher. Not only do they see all of those individuals, but they also see themselves to know that everyone was chosen. It wasn't an accident or a punishment or a curse for them either. It's an assignment from God by everyone. So it is a it's an interactive book that we um, hope will promote family building. Wow, that's great. So now, when you say God chose me as you yourself, He didn't just choose you um, to be uh, the mother of JP, but He also chose you to take on. Um, another family member uh, with special needs. Um, tell us a little bit about yes. JP and then tell us about your other family member. Well, you know, like I said, JP was diagnosed with autism when he was about 14 months old, and um, we knew right then that we had to step up and do something kind of strong and powerful. Well, um, we, we started our autism walk team in 2007. He was diagnosed in 2006. And then sadly, in 2008, eight, my God sister passed away. And, um, you know, again, I said God sister because, you know, right. um, especially in the black community, we have God mother, God brother, God sister, God parent. Right. We have God everybody. Well, the purpose right. of having a God family is that, you know, right. in the event that something tragic happens, that that family mm-hmm. member stands up and stands in the gap when something like that happens. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, something like that happens and, I mean, something like that does not happen. And so the godmother right. ends up being more like the aunt or the, you right. know, the, the godmother with, with is the there. Well, <laughs> right, exactly. But in, in, in this sense, um, mm-hmm. my god sister passed away. And so um, my, my god niece was only, she was only six years old at the time. She was five when she went into the hospital. She was six years old when she passed away. And um, she was living, Sydney was living with her, her aunts at the time, and then she moved in with her grandparents. And she was visiting us on a regular basis, like during breaks and during um, spring breaks, during Christmas breaks. And so eventually I asked my godmother, um, you know, my husband and I talked about it and decided because Sydney does have special needs and they're older, and my godsisters, mm-hmm. my godsister who passed away had sisters, and Sydney was staying with them, but she had young children. Um, mm. And because of the advocate that I was, we just felt like Sydney would have a much better, um, a much better, better opportunities here with us. Where, um, and not saying she wouldn't have them at home, but we just felt like because they were older, that we would, we would 
be able to help her out a little bit more. So um, we end up getting Sydney, and so now I'm no longer uh, Cousin Pam, which is what she used to call me. I'm, I'm now Mom, right. and she's my right. daughter, and so I have, we have three children, and, um, and it's a blessing, and we, we do what we can to help her. I, I tell you what, though, JP's autism did not, did not prepare me for Sydney, <laughs> and Sydney's <laughs> autism, her issues and, and what she deals with did not prepare me for JP, and my typical daughter did not prepare me for any of them. So, you know, each right. of them, are all, all three of my children are loved, and, and, and we love them all dearly, but we, we parent them each differently because, as I tell them all the time, there is not that each child gets what every child got. It's that each child get what each child needs. And so some of the right. things that Sydney is, is allowed to do, JP's not allowed to do. And some things JP's allowed mm. to do, Sydney's allowed to do. And Michelle might be able to do more than anybody, but it's just right. a matter of making sure that we set those boundaries. So, um, so yes, yeah, so when I wrote the book in 2009, I had two children. And, and now mm. in 2017, I have, I have three children, and they're all doing well. And, and Sydney is, as we expected, she is thriving and doing well. And, and I just told her, you know, she has a custody tree because she has people in Maryland mm-hmm. who she visits. She has people in Pennsylvania who she visits, and she lives here with us. So um, we all, the whole family, we all love her dearly, and we just take turns with her and um, make sure that she gets the best because our goal is that she won't lose another mom. You know, she, she lost her yeah, mommy bond, right. and we don't want her to lose another. So she has a custody tree where we're all moms. So um, right. we'll, we'll do what we can for her. So that's, that's what Perry and I decided to do, and, and that's where we are now. That's awesome. I'm going to ask you to just, I don't know, um, your phone is going in and out a little bit. Um, so just, yeah, right. just uh, whatever it is, I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, Hold so on one second. let's Let me... talk about okay. this. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about the, okay. So, you know, I know that you, you, you speak around a lot also. And even in that, um, I know you have the advocacy. Uh, we go back to that. So you also try to make sure that, um, in the advocacy that, you know, other children, not just your children are, um, their needs are met or whatever. So tell us, a little bit about um, how you advocate for children and how you came about with the JP's law and what that actually is. Oh, okay. Well, um, the JP's law is a law that allows individuals who have autism or intellectual disability to add an innocuous code to their driver's license voluntarily, their driver's licenses or their um, identification cards, noting that they do in fact have this disability. Now, this is to improve the interaction between the special needs community and law enforcement. And the reason that I even thought about doing this was because, you know, we were dealing with a lot of our brown-skinned children or brown-skinned young adults Mm -hmm. being shot by law enforcement. And um, the only thing I could think about, um, because a lot of these, and I, you know, I have a lot of respect for police officers and everything they do for our community and the police officers that I'm speaking about now are the bad ones, basically, you know, we I'm not, I'm not putting an umbrella over everyone, but um, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about if my child, because all of these, all these shootings were justified and people were getting off by shooting these individuals, Mm -hmm. I just started thinking that, you know, if my son were either driving in the car or was a passenger in the car and he Mm -hmm. didn't listen 
or he didn't comply mm-hmm. or he mm-hmm. didn't follow directions given. You know, all the things that that would uh, warrant someone being shot or maybe lunging at them or running or what have you, I was thinking, would this be a justified shooting? You know, if, if something mm-hmm. like that happened like, tragically, and my answer was yes, that it, it right. would have been. That, that would have been because – for everything that law enforcement is trained to do when someone does not follow directions and when they do right, come at right. them and when they do run, it would have been justified. And so the only right. re- only way to fix that is to give them a different perspective and train them on what's different. Now, I don't expect it, um, that every single time they stop somebody, they're going to be, you know, making sure they don't have autism because they already have to deal with people who have diabetes and how they may act and someone who has mental health issues and how they may act and someone who's drunk driving. So I know that law enforcement has a lot to deal with. However, if you pull Mm -hmm. over a young person who, um, you know, may be acting a little squirrely or what have you, just flip that that ID over and look at it to see if it says that this individual does have, you know, autism or intellectual disability. It is an innocuous code. So I generally don't say it on the air simply because there are sadly some some bad guys out there and they will mm-hmm. see that this innocuous code is on their driver's license and as soon as they see it, they may take advantage of that person with autism because now they realize that the same person that come in there in Starbucks and order the same thing every day, every day at the same time, same time, realize they have autism and they may in fact take advantage of them. So I don't say what the code is. If the, If someone gets it, they will learn what the code is. But law enforcement is, in fact, being trained. I, I train them on a regular basis to let them know um, about JP's law, about people with autism, about people with intellectual disabilities. And I do not go in there to tell them how to police. I simply mm-hmm. go in to show them a different perspective. I show them what it feels like from a parent, from a mother, that this could happen. And I know that you think it would be justified. But for me, if my child is gone, I don't care that it's justified. So. I'm trying to give them training so that they can learn. And the police department and law enforcement has been very receptive of this training and has been calling me on a regular basis to talk to their new cadets to make sure that they're aware. And that just makes me feel all the more better. And to know that, you know, this law passed through the um, Virginia House of Delegates and the Virginia um, Senate with unanimous decisions of yes because special needs and autism is not a bipartisan bipartisan issue. It's not, you know, Democrat, it's not Republican, it's not independent. It is just an issue. It's a human issue. It's not a political issue. So it went through with, uh, we passed this law from the time I talked to now Congressman Keechan to the time it passed Mm -hmm. through um, in July, it was only seven months, seven months. That was, that was all it took to just to come up with an idea and, say, let's do this. And so, um, yeah. and so, yeah, that's why I did it. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, our children and, and other people's children were um, a little bit, a little bit, you know, more learned. People knew more about their condition and, and, and how they interact. Cause some, what, what really helped with this thing is that it broke the stereotype. A lot of people did not realize that individuals with autism and intellectual disabilities, that they were even out there driving. And so that really, right. you know, made some eyebrows go up and, and helped us a lot in our mm-hmm. effort to raise awareness for this community. So, Well, that's awesome. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> Thank and, you. Uh, Thank you. You know, I, I, I applaud you and all the efforts that you are making, um, you know, towards the safety and the uh, well-being of that community. I really do. And just people in general. Um, you know, it's been um, – it's been, you know, like I said, it's 
it's been it, it has happened, and so we mm-hmm. do want to make sure that you know there is some safekeeping for um, our children in general, and especially those with special needs who cannot fend for themselves at times and speak up for themselves. So um, right, right. So. Um, that that's really you know a wonderful thing, and I, I guess people can look it up. JP's law, they can look that up, or um, and find mm-hmm. out more about that, or go to the uh, JP Jumpers Foundation and find out more about that. Also, correct? Yes, def- definitely. Okay. Yeah, the the law we had it signed by Governor McCullough, and um, it gives you all the instructions on um, on how to get the ID and everything. So yeah, they go to jpjumpersfoundation.org. They will see it because, again, like you said, tragedies do happen. But I wanted to do this in honor of my son, not in memory of him. I didn't want to do it because I he passed. I wanted right. to do it because he lived. Right. So, um, so yeah, jpjumpersfoundation.org. That's awesome. So now I know you've got an event coming up also where other people can um, help out the special needs community or, or not just help out but just, you know, embrace the special needs community yes. and show love to them. I like to say that rather than help out. Uh, so yes. tell us about your upcoming <laughs> event. We don't want to lose time. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, this is this is huge. We started the uh, J.P. Jumpers Christmas Giving Tree in 2013, and it was a way the board and I thought, you know, this would be a great way for us to start something where individuals on the tree, everybody on the tree has special needs, and it will be a way to raise awareness and then help those families who are raising loved ones with special needs because there is a financial burden. So we had our first mm-hmm. tree. I was so excited. We had 23 people on the tree, and I was just through the moon. Oh. Yeah, I was through the roof excited. <laughs> well, now, yeah. that was in 2013. 2017, right now, we have 220 people on the tree. So uh, we are very excited, as young as three months, as old as 77, because, again, special needs Mm. doesn't just stop. So um, we're we're, we're asking everyone to come out to Positive Ave Cafe off of Forest Hill Avenue on 2825 Hathaway Road on Saturday, this Saturday from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. We're going to have some live music. The live music is free. Mm -hmm. You come in and order some food, jam with us. We're going to have our tree up. (laughs) We need all of those names to come off of the tree. And then we're going to have a big special needs worship service in uh, December where everybody will come and get their uh, their gifts. And we'll have people who have special needs showcasing their talent on stage. But this weekend oh. is our big kickup. It's, it's, it's like a telethon, really. The whole time we're going to be talking okay. about how many names we have left, how many names we have left. And at the end, we don't want to uh-huh. have any. So um, we'll be doing some Facebook Live, some Instagram Live. We're going to, you know, have a way you want to get a name, we're going to get those names off the tree. So um, it's a way to raise awareness for the community and to help these families out. So from 23 Mm -hmm. to 220, we are ecstatic. So we'd love for everybody to come out to our uh, Giving Tree launch on this Saturday from 3 to 7. So now if you don't get all the names off this week, will you be doing something else again? To get um, names, generally, just going to do it like in a different way. Uh, well, if we don't get all the names off, which we're praying that doesn't happen, but if we don't, right. I'll put on Facebook and say, "Come on, y'all, we need to get these names." And I will um, ask people who want to jump in. They'll inbox me, let me know what their budget is, and I'll pull a name for them because each giver is required to get one of the gifts off of the uh, jumpers list. So, um, if you mm-hmm. tell me the budget, I'll pull it for you. I've actually had twelve people 
reach out to me so far because they're not going to be able mm-hmm. to make the launch and they wanted to have a name. So I've already had 12 people reach out to me. Capital One reached out to me, said they wanted 50 wow. ornaments to put on their own tree. So oh, um, wow. we're very excited. We have um, sponsor opportunities. Aetna just signed on to be a sponsor and um, mm. and we're excited about that. So uh, yeah, we if, if, if anyone wants to get a, a name right now, all they have to do is mm-hmm. uh, send an email to me at info at jpjumpersfoundation.org and they can tell me whether they want a boy, a girl, a man, a woman. We have individuals who are deaf, and we have Spanish-speaking individuals on the tree. So they can specify whatever they want, whatever age they want, and I will be able to pull a name for them and uh, send them the ornament with all the details. So it's going to be pretty awesome. And for everyone who chooses a name off of the tree, you will get an official J.P. Jumpers Christmas Giving Tree shirt, and you'll get that when you drop off the gift at the wrapping party on December 10th. So oh. we got a lot oh, going on in so these good. next couple of months. So, but it's awesome. Yeah. Very awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Wonderful. So we're out of time. Um, my show is just too short. I need more time, but we're out way of time. too short. So way just, too short. <laughs> I know, but I really enjoyed every moment talking with you and um, talking about these um, wonderful angels. Just give us one more time before our time runs out. Just give us the, um, we have like, 60, 56 seconds, the email address one more time where they can okay, reach you or address. get information. Okay, you know what? Mm-hmm. Just go to one place. Go to the website, www.jpjumpersfoundation.org, and you can get everything from right there. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Listen, you've been listening to Miss G's Ladies Lounge You can catch the replay. You can play this over and over again to get the information. Thank you, Ms. Mines. We really appreciate all of your service to this wonderful community. We love all of the special needs people out there and their families, and we're praying for each and every one of you. Praying to see you at the Positive Vibe Cafe this weekend. Love you. Have a great day. All right. Thank you so much. Our time is up. Thank you for yours.